Hello! Once again, folks, welcome to another edition of the CIC Cast. I am Joel Cookson, and as I always say, I am happy that you've decided to spend a little time with us today talking high school sports. We've got a pair of guests this week. I've decided I'm going to try and uh, we usually have three guests and, and episodes end up running a little closer to an hour trying to uh, to see if I can at least stick to uh, to two guests for a little bit, maybe have a little bit shorter editions and maybe get them out with a little more frequency. I think sometimes I get hung up on trying to, uh, to schedule uh, too many folks and then we end up uh, delaying the production here. So we're uh, we're going to be joined this week. Very excited to uh, to chat with these two folks. Uh, a couple of podcast regulars for us here. One of them, Mary Albel of DieStat.com. She's going to help us uh, break down the upcoming, believe it or not, CIC Cross Country Championships, which are just a little over a week away at Wickham Park in Manchester. Mary uh, Mary may hold the record for most frequent podcast uh, guest. We'll have to uh, maybe get our crack research team on that. But Mary is on a lot, and it's because she uh, follows and really does a great job keeping tabs on things in the world of uh, cross country and, and track and field. So we love having her on to help us break down everything that's happening in those sports. So Mary is going to kick things off for us. Then we're going to go uh, get in touch with another uh, another favorite of ours here at the CIC cast, Jimmy Zanor. Jimmy uh, now at the Norwich Bulletin, uh, longtime writer at the Middletown Press. We'd had him on a few times to talk about some stories he'd written there in Middletown and now uh, bringing him on as possibly our new uh, Eastern Connecticut correspondent. He's uh, been at the Bulletin uh, starting this fall, so we're happy to uh, to get Jimmy on the phone, talk about some stories he's written and uh, and some of the things brewing out there in the eastern part of the state. So that's uh, that's who we've got. So two guests this week, as I said, maybe not quite as lengthy as some of our previous editions of the CIC cast. We'll see if we can keep it a little a little bit tighter, and uh, and that will include my introduction here, as I'm not going to uh, as I'm going to attempt to not ramble on any more than absolutely necessary. We uh, always like to let you know that if you're uh, enjoy the CIC cast. You can find us all over the place now. We've added a few platforms. You can find us, of course, on Apple Podcasts. And if you uh, you do uh, listen to us there, we'd love it if you would subscribe and also rate us and leave us a review. Uh, it's a great way for us to, to get a sense for how many folks are checking in and uh, and what you think of the CIC cast. So you can find us there. You can also find us on uh, Stitcher and on uh, the, uh, the Google Podcast, uh, the Google Play. Uh, as well. So that's uh, another place you can check out the CIC cast. All your favorite, uh, hopefully all of the, the podcast platforms that folks uh, make use of, the CIC cast is now available there. Um, as always, you can get in touch with us. We've got an email address, CIACcast at CAS, C-I-A-C dot O-R-G. Um, and, of course, follow CIAC Sports on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. And recently... We now have a Instagram account, Instagram, uh, CIAC Sports. Look us up there uh, as well. Uh, I, I am in charge of that account, and I can uh, say that I really have no idea what I'm doing, but we will uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll figure it out together. You can follow us there on Instagram as we, uh, we try to get the hang of that, uh, that uh, social media. So uh, all the great places to keep tabs on what's happening with the, the Connecticut High School uh, uh, Interclastic uh, Conference here. And uh, we hope you'll do all that. So with that said, let's quickly run through things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. It's been a little while since I've joined you here on the CIAC cast, so there's quite a few things you might have missed. Starting off with um, 
this past week, uh, or yesterday as a matter of fact, uh, the NFHS, our, our parent, national parent organization, announced uh, the start of second year of the My Reason Why campaign, which is a campaign that uh, where the CIAC is going to be a part of, trying to promote the benefits, uh, the great uh, value of high school activity programs. Um, so it's really all about trying to, uh, to share and talk about the ways that being a part of high school activity programs, whether it's sports, whether it's debate, whether it's music, whether it's band, whatever it might be, uh, provide a unique experience and, and a fun uh, learning environment and things that, uh, that, that folks can't get uh, anywhere else. So that's uh, keep an eye on that. And uh, feel free to, uh, to tweet out and, and use uh, and go to the, re- the website, myreasonwhy.com. Uh, if you're a student athlete and, and share your perspective, we'd love to hear from you um, and, uh, and and be a part of, uh, of that process and that conversation as we try to highlight all of the great things that, that are a part of the high school athlete experience and, and high school activity experience for, for kids across the state of Connecticut. So look for that hashtag, MyReasonWhy, on your social media channels and, uh, and go to the website, MyReasonWhy.com. Check it out there. If you're a school uh, person, start considering maybe things you can do at your school to, uh, to promote that endeavor as well. So just uh, that's one thing. Of course, we've got a couple editions of Linked Up um, at CICSports.com, including one that was posted just today. We try to do that every Friday. Great collection of uh, feature stories from Connecticut and beyond in the world of high school sports. Sometimes I sneak in a uh, story that doesn't really have anything to do with high school sports, but uh, maybe sports adjacent uh, from the professional ranks that uh, that particularly catches my fancy. But uh, generally speaking, high school sports, high school sports in the state of Connecticut with a few other things mixed in. Uh, posted a story a few weeks ago, may have actually been last week, I lose track of these things, but uh, the weather, about the Weathersfield football uh, team uh, rallying around a young girl in their community who's battling uh, brain cancer. Uh, please uh, love if folks would check out that story. Uh, that's still at CISCsports.com on the homepage. Um, also, we've talked about uh, the fall, or excuse me, the winter sports schedules have been posted, so you can check that out, uh, see where your favorite team is going to be uh, this uh, this winter. Uh, the uh, six uh, additions to the CAS CIC Hall of Honor. Would love if folks would take a look at those as well as we try to honor the, uh, the six individuals who have made great contributions to the world of high school um, education in, in the state of Connecticut. It's not just athletics. It's our entire organization here, uh, the, 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 what we call the professional development side of our, of our building here, uh, as well as the athletics. So take a look at those honorees, some wonderful people, wonderful contributors who have done great things for the world of, uh, of education in Connecticut. So uh, that's just a few of the things you might have missed at CICSports.com. As always, also check out Tournament Central. Uh, that's where you're going to be seeing uh, start seeing. We mentioned the cross-country championships are coming up. That's where your results will be posted. That's where the pairings will be posted once we get into that part of the uh, the fall season, as well as brackets, uh, results, schedules, all of that good stuff lives at the Tournament Central page on CICSports.com. You're going to want to bookmark, th- bookmark that bad boy and, uh, and, and make sure that you've got that sucker uh sucker uh, ready to go. Uh, we also talk about if you're uh, on your mobile device, we don't have a uh, specific app for the CIAC, but there is a mobile version of our website, CIACmobile.com. If you use your browser on your mobile device, go to CIACmobile.com. You'll have all kinds of access to schedules, uh, roster pages when you go to events, 
Um, anything, directions to schools, if you're try out on the road trying to find your way to a uh, new location, all of that good stuff is there as well. So I think that runs down just about everything I can think of uh, before we get into our conversations, uh, other than, of course, our reminder from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. They urge you to uh, to keep your phone away when you're behind the wheel. No distracted driving. It is a, uh, a an incredible hazard. You're putting yourself at risk. You're putting other people at risk. Uh, you know, I was uh, in the car the other day, and I admit, you know, I sort of uh, just briefly, quickly, uh, you know, was trying to do something, and you just you have no idea how quickly you can get involved in what you, you think you're doing. You think you're going to be quick. You think you're just going to, uh, you know, quickly glance at the phone. All of a sudden, you're involved, and 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 you're putting yourself in in grave, grave danger. So please keep the phone tucked away. They all have, uh, you know, a lot of the new smartphones have have uh, settings where you can just say, you know, I'm in the car, disable, uh, you know, don't let me hear text messages or, or alerts or phone calls. Uh, all of that stuff is great. Keep it parked away. It's not worth the risk. One text or call could wreck it all. That's the message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. All of that said, let's get to our conversations this week. We're going to first uh, start things off. One of our favorites, as I said, she may hold the record for the uh, most CIAC cast uh, visits, and that's because we like talking to her, and she's always got great information. Let's get on the phone with Mary Albel from DieStat.com. We took a look at the calendar, and amazingly, it's almost time for the cross-country championships, the first championships of the fall season, and that means we, we put out the bat signal, and as always, Mary Albel uh, was kind enough to join us and, uh, and help us break everything down. Mary, thanks for being with us once again. Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, as I said, uh, remarkably, we're, we're going to get this up on a Friday, and uh, a week from tomorrow is going to be the, the cross-country championship uh, day at uh, Wickham Park in Manchester. But uh, before we start talking about the championships, let's kind of rewind a little bit and, and look back at, at what was a, a very busy and, uh, and good regular season in the world of cross-country. So, Mary, we'll, we'll start there and just ask... What were some of the, the storylines, teams, runners, anything that kind of stood out to you from, uh, from the regular season this year in, in cross-country in Connecticut? Yeah, um, again, like you touched upon, you know, it's crazy that it's almost the championship season. It seems like the, the regular season kind of flew by, but um, a lot of the same, and um, so much has changed. So a little bit of both. Um, just to kind of go upon that double L, you know, mm -hmm. um, Staples boys, strong as ever. Um, they started the preseason nationally ranked, and then um, they actually got knocked off by Xavier at Wickham Park, and Xavier came in um, as the SEC champs. They had a transfer from, I believe, HK, you know, so mm -hmm. a little bit um, of competition there, which is a great storyline to follow. Um, on the girls' side, um, you know, that's interesting as far as the FCAC. Um, Greenwich has really come on strong. It's been years of kind of building. Evan's done a great job with that program, and um, this past week they won their first championship mm -hmm. in a really long time, and that's kind of a little bit differently. You're normally seeing Staples, Ridgefield, um, Danbury, those teams, but yeah. it's nice to kind of see a new face in there. Um, and they're a legit title co contender come double L, um, so that will be interesting next weekend. And then uh, just kind of in the CCC, um, she didn't race last year. Um, she had an amazing track season. She's a sophomore now at Hall. Jenna, um, I'm going to butcher her last name, <laughs> uh, Zadowitz or uh, something. Um, but she's um, putting down some great times, and I just looked up her time she did at the CC meet, um, ranks in the top 20 for um, the Wickham Park um, records, mm -hmm. which is incredible. Oh, wow. So um, she's getting close to, you know, 18 minutes. 
she could break 18 minutes, who knows, on a good day. But she's kind of one of those names to watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of the same names you're seeing, you know, Immaculate, Pomparag, Derby, um, Hall, Glastonbury, all those teams. Um, but, yeah, a few new new surprises as far as individuals and teams that um, are going to make for an exciting um, divisional and then state open meet. No question about it. And uh, uh, looking at the, uh, uh, as you said, uh, uh, the, the regular season somehow seems uh, incredibly short, although they've been out there running for uh, uh, a month or a couple months now. Um, right. And you mentioned the uh, the FCAC championships taking place. The past few days have sort of been, uh, is what really kicked us into to championship season here with, uh, with league uh, championship meets going on around the state. Um, you mentioned Greenwich winning uh, the girls' FCAC title for the first time. Any other results uh, around the league championship? Uh, championship slates over the past couple days that uh, that jumped out at you either as surprises or, or you know noteworthy performances or anything that really stood out from those meets uh, over that have been taking place over the past few days yeah again going back to FCX um, on the boys side Staples won as um, many predicted but it was a lot closer than I think many um, thought they scored 37 or 33 and then um, Fairfield board was right behind them four <laughs> points behind and um, I They've kind of flew under the radar. They have one of their best teams assembled, so they're definitely a team uh, in LL that could shake things up with Xavier, um, Staples Ward. You know, it could affect the standings um, at the divisional meet and state open meet. So, again, another program that's always had traditionally strong runners and great results, but this may be their year that they're able to bring home some hardware. Um, You know, Guilford at – SECs for girls, um, another title, and then Meredith Blossom is an individual. Um, she believes was fifth or eighth at the SEC meet last year, and she's just had a really strong year um, that comes after after a great spring track season, and that's really shown this fall, um, her winning her first SEC title, and now she's in contention for um, – she should be the favorite for the double M title mm-hmm. come next weekend. Um but, again, a lot of the same. You kind of saw it last year with the Xavier boys. They've assembled a really strong team. Chris Donier has done a really good job of – they've always been a strong program, but they kind of were a little, um, you know, just kind of cruising along for a little bit. And they've really um, brought themselves back up and have such a strong team this year. Very good. So, uh, as we said, a very busy day. We had perfect weather for it over the past uh, couple days around the state, and uh, hopefully the, the same will hold true as uh, as the teams uh, descend on Wickham Park next weekend. So we'll have, uh, there will be a total of 12 championship races, boys and girls, in, in six classes, and uh, starting, I believe, at 9.15. So you get there early and uh, mm-hmm. and set up a tent, as I'm sure Mary is going to do, and, uh, and <laughs> yep. be keeping tabs on things all day long. We won't make you go through... Uh, each class, uh, you know, one by one and kind of break everything down, but uh, just kind of a couple storylines that, that you're keeping an eye on, uh, whether it's uh, performance, individual performances, you know, team competitions that might be, be closer than you than people think, whatever it is. What are some of the storylines uh, that you think could emerge uh, at Wickham Park next weekend, Mary? Yeah, starting with double L boys. Um, Fairfield Preps, um, Drew Thompson, now a senior, um, he has a chance to win his first double L title. He's a three-time SEC champion, and he hasn't won a double L title yet. Um, double L, as far as individuals for boys and team, has always been crazy competitive. Mm-hmm. So um, he is um, the favorite to win it. He'll be challenged by Chester's uh, Brendan Murray. Those two are very familiar with each other, race each other, you know, it seems like almost every weekend. 
But um, they've kind of gone one and two um, this whole season, so that will be a really great battle to see who wins that. And then as far as the team battle mm-hmm. for the boys, double L, I think that might be the most interesting storyline. Um, Staples and Xavier, just those two um, are so close at Wickham Park. Staples, you know, has battled some health issues like a lot of teams have. So if they're healthy, um, I think Staples is the, you know, the pick to defend their title, but Xavier – um, again, they could come along and win that. And then, again, like I mentioned earlier, Fairfield Ward, the New York Hall. So that's um, probably going to be the most interesting team battle. Mm-hmm. Um, for girls, I would say, um, again, Double L, Jenna from Hall. She's a name to watch, see, um, see what she can do. Um, she's one that, didn't again, didn't race last year, so that'll be interesting. Um, the SS race for girls, um, Immaculate's. Um, Angela Sademan, another strong runner. She should easily defend her SS title. Um, and then in the boys' S, um, a name to watch, I would say, would be Derby's Ken Little. He's mm-hmm. a senior now, um, top 10 finisher last year, but he's just really um, obviously put in the work over the years, and it's really showing now. He won the NVL title um, this past week, and Derby, again, a great program that's, you know, an amazing story, small program, um, and Nick has just done a really good job with building that up. So um, he's a name to watch. Um, Girls L, Pomperog, um, they just won the SWC, another team to watch and see what they can do. So just kind of, you know, a lot of the same, but, um, again, going back to that boys, double L, that should be the uh, individual race and probably team race to watch. Very good, yeah, and always, uh, and uh, as you said, really sort of a uh, a festival and, and kind of carnival of uh, of cross country there at uh, at Wickham Park. I was trying to pull up the long range weather forecast; haven't been able to find that yet, but uh, might be a little too uh, too far away anyway to to be to really trust it. But got a week away, and it is as we said, uh, twelve championship races over the course of the day. Uh, Wickham Park is a is a beautiful course, and uh, and looking forward to it. So, uh, what about uh, projecting out a little bit here, Mary? Obviously, some of this will depend on uh, on how things shake out at the um, the divisional championships but we may not be able to get you on the phone before the open the following uh, the following week so just kind of uh, taking one step forward and obviously a, a lot still to be determined uh, through the divisional meets but give me a long-range projection at, at what some of the things you might be looking for at the uh, the state open uh, the following week um, when it comes to uh, the boys and girls to, uh, competitions yeah, for the girls, I think it's going to be an amazing race between, um, I haven't mentioned her yet, but FCAC champion, and she'll be racing in the Division L race. Um, that's McCormick um, from Wilton. She's the defending Open champ, I believe. And um, her battle against Jenna from Hall and then maybe possibly Meredith Blossom from um, Guilford, you know, I think that's going to be an amazing race. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't raced each other yet, I believe. So that's... Um, Probably individually that'll be a great race. And then, again, um, I think those teams from the LL for the boys, that's going to, they have, all of those teams have strong one through five runners. So, again, it goes back to who's healthy, who's running well, um, the weather, all those little things are going to factor into who comes out on top for Staples Xavier. And then you throw in Fairfield Ward and um, Hall, all those teams, um, it's going to be a great team battle. Any, uh, just in, in general, uh, in any of the divisional meets coming up, any teams, you, you mentioned, you know, we sort of have a, a little bit of, um, you know, 
to teams that we're familiar with. Any uh, any surprises or maybe uh, some non-perennial uh, uh, contenders or champions that you you maybe are just uh, keeping at least a, a side uh, a side look at, keeping kind of in the corner of your eye that uh, maybe you're seeing might break through and uh, and challenge some of these teams that uh, have perennial perennially been uh, claiming championships. Yeah, just on the girls' side, you know, Glastonbury is always um, a name that's going to be in the mix to win a title. Mm -hmm. And I think they have a great shot to win the state open title, ranked number one in the polls. But um, going back to the FCAC meet, you know, I'm really curious to see what Greenwich does. Um, I think they could sneak in there and shake things up as far as, um, I don't know if they're going to win, but, you know, they really do if their one through five runners are, you know, on their game. Um, I think they could get enough um, low sticks to pull off maybe, maybe an open win, who knows. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a team, and then Palm Frog's always one of those interesting teams. They they have another strong freshman runner um, coming through the system, and again, if things if things go right that day, you know, they could be another one that could sneak in um, and win the open title. So I think some teams like that that have won their conference titles, but maybe people don't have on the radar yet. Sure. I think they could do do something. Very good. Well, we are uh, looking forward to it. Uh, as we said, a little hard to believe that championship season is uh, is upon us. It always sneaks up on me once you start seeing those uh, those league championship meets results uh, start filtering in, and uh, it means that uh, that Wickham Park is uh, is getting ready for us, and uh, and we will uh, we will descend as the state of Connecticut uh, cross country scene uh, over the next few weeks at Wickham Park in Manchester. And Mary Alba will be there. Check out all her great work at uh, at diestat.com. Mary, thanks as always for the, uh, all the great information and uh, enjoy the next few weeks of championships. We appreciate of, it. Of course. Thank you. Thanks so much to Mary. Always love getting in touch with her. Know she's uh, getting fired up for the cross-country season, uh, a championship season, as are we here. It's, uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, Wickham Park is a great venue, uh, and, uh, and we're really excited um, and uh, excited to see what happens there at, uh, at Wickham Park. Uh, Twelve championship uh, races. That's a lot. And uh, it's a very fun, busy day there at Wickham Park in Manchester. So hope folks will uh, will check that out. As I said, I believe the first race goes off at uh, at 9:15 on the uh, Saturday, the 28th. So keep uh, keep an eye on that. Coming up now, we're going to get on the phone with Jimmy Zanor from the uh, Norwich Bulletin. Talk a little bit to, with him about things happening in the eastern part of the state of Connecticut in high school sports. Very happy to have with me today an old friend who's uh, who's popped up in a, in a new place in the state of Connecticut, Jimmy Zanor, who is uh, now writing for the Norwich Bulletin after a long period of time uh, at the Middletown Press. Jimmy, thanks for uh, for hopping on the phone with us on a Friday morning. How's it going, Joel? We're uh, doing good. We're doing good. It's a beautiful you. fall day. Looking forward to uh, to some more great uh, great action here as we kind of believe it or not start winding down the regular season in the fall, which is kind of hard to believe, but. Uh, You've uh, you wanted to get on the phone with you and talk a little bit about some of the stories I've seen from you out there in Norwich and um, and and starting things off. Obviously, uh, just kind of check in and say, you know, what's been uh, what have you learned a little bit as you uh, as we said, a longtime uh, gentleman there in Middletown at the Middletown Press, and now out in the eastern part of the state covering some new teams, some new locations, some new challenges. Uh, what 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 could you share, and, and what's sort of been different, and what have you learned uh, from uh, maybe a month or so on the job now at the uh, Norwich Bulletin? Um, first of all, Joel, there's a little app on your phone. It's called Maps, and that gets you around. <laughs> it gets you around to all these new ECC schools. Um, 
it, it's just been like a great fresh start for me. Um, yeah, um, covering the ECC teams. Um, oh, I don't where to start. Um, you know, I, Mark Allen has left the bulletin. He's been there, I don't know how long, but you really can't replace a Mark Allen. Yeah. Um, he's at Woodstock Academy now. Um, so he was a big help uh, my first couple weeks there. Um, but yeah, it's just been a fresh start. Um, um, football has been great on Friday nights. Um, getting to places like Montville and NSA. Um, um, the volleyball teams have, have been great in our area. Teams like Killingly, uh, Lyman Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be teams to watch out for in the state tournament. Um, um, so I'm having fun. It, you know, it's new. Um, um, like I said, it's great to be back working working again. Yeah, no question about it. Well, it's uh, obviously a lot of great schools and a lot of great stories uh, out in uh, out in the eastern part of the state, and, and we try to do our part to here to, to make sure we're checking in on those folks. And a uh, story you wrote recently that grabbed my attention a little bit is it seemed like maybe you were sort of sort of starting to, to, to find the lay of the land there a little bit was a, uh, a story about the Erickson family and uh, and two of their daughters uh, starring on the um, on the volleyball court for uh, for NFA. Tell us a little bit about that story and uh, and what uh, what you kind of learned and, and just uh, let folks uh, get a glimpse of what what uh, what you found there with that that family yeah that, that was great night I'm you know usually I'm on the desk um, we have a short staff so I've, I've been staying in most nights and and I, I like to get out and see games and watch teams play mm-hmm. um, so that that night we had two guys on the desk and they said you know what let me get out NSA was playing uh, volleyball that night against Bacon Academy it's just down the road, about a mile from the office. And it turned out it was a big night for NFA. They, they honored their coach, Bill Howard, before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got his 200th win early in the season. Um, Bill's been there a while. Uh, he, they won a um, state championship in 2009. And then when the game started, it, it was just amazing watching um, uh, Kaylee Erickson, who's the senior setter for NFA, um, just watching her play. She really impressed me. Um, her little sister, Sarah, is a freshman, came in uh, later in the game and, and did some serving. And I said, well, maybe there's a story here. Mm-hmm. You know, some, sometimes stories, they kind of just fall in your lap a little yeah. bit. And um, I did some more research afterwards and found out that Kaylee's mom um, was a Hall of Fame player at NFA. She played three sports back in the early 90s. And her dad was a coach, so... I really enjoyed writing that story about, about the Ericsons, and um, yeah, it, you know, it, it was it was it was kind of fun um, and different to, just to be out. I had never been in the NFA gym too, and, and so it, it was a fun night. Yeah. No, it's uh, those are those are the the ones that uh, I think that sort of end up being a little the most memorable. You're kind of not planning to, to write that kind of thing when you get there and uh, and the story and, and as you say the the things that you hopefully you'll uh, kind of uh, be presented with a little bit more as you get uh, more and more familiar with the schools and and the teams in that uh, in that part of the state. So uh, any other any, any yeah. other uh, stories or, or things that have sort of jumped out as you've uh, you know, kind of been uh, kind of been navigating your way through uh, the 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 roads of Eastern Connecticut. Any um, you know any other stories or, or sort of uh, or, or things that have really caught your attention thus far? Obviously, uh, we're we're you know just a few months into it here, but uh, anything that comes to mind that's sort of been uh, been surprising for you or, or just caught your eye? Um, 
I've been getting out Friday nights to cover some football, and um, years ago you'd hear about how the ECC has been, um, you know, the, the, the conference has scheduling problems, and the big schools don't, the little schools don't want to play the big schools. I mean, a lot of conferences are like that sure. in the state. Um, you know, NSA football years ago, they would go like 8-1, and, and people in the poll would say, well, they didn't play anybody, yeah. um, so how good could they be? Um, first thing I noticed was NSA's football schedule this year was just loaded. They played, um, they've already played Xavier, Cheshire, West Haven. Um, and they're playing Windsor later on. Mm-hmm. Um, the league seems to be better at that. I mean, there are three divisions with the smallest schools in Division Three, And um, I think that's a tribute to that they have a new commissioner. Named Gary McElwicky. Mm-hmm. Um He was the AD at NFA for many years. Um, so that's the thing that struck me. It seems like the, you know, the, the conference as a whole is in much better shape. Um, there's probably still problems, but um, you, you don't hear stories about teams wanting to leave to join the SEC or some other conference. Um, so yeah, you know, and. and and the football out here is great. I mean, you know, Killingly's undefeated. I think they're going to be a contender in Class M. Um, and Plainfield's off to a great start. Um, they're also undefeated. Um, and NFA, you know, they, they beat Xavier. They had a tough time against Cheshire and West Haven. But, you know, they've been entertaining. And, yeah. Um, I think they're going to win some more games the rest of the way. Yeah. And as you said, something to be said for, uh, for teams that, that challenge themselves. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, you know, I've, I've been to some soccer. Um, you know, a team like Wyndham, uh, small school, uh, has been playing very well. They, they could do some in the tournament. Um, you got a couple of field hockey teams that have been been uh, good for years, like Stonington. Um, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna be contenders mm-hmm. uh, next month. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's been a, uh, a, a I'm learning a lot. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. So uh, you've hit on a couple of them there, and uh, you mentioned some uh, some perennially uh, some strong girls volleyball teams that that you think might make some noise in the uh, come tournament time, and maybe a couple football teams to to keep an eye on, and some field hockey. Uh, just generally, uh, uh, maybe along with those teams, or you know, some anything about those teams in particular, but uh, any other teams that. Uh, that fans maybe that aren't as familiar with what's happening in the ECC uh, uh, have some teams that they should be uh, should be on the lookout for once we uh, remarkably get into state tournament time here in just a few weeks. Yeah, it's amazing how fast the fall season goes. Yeah, um, you know, one of the volleyball teams I want is Lyman Memorial Girls, mm-hmm. who won the state class of state championship last year. Yep, um, they've been challenged this year um, by East Lyme. Um, you know, Killingly, Plainfield. Uh, I think the volleyball in the ECC has really um, been terrific. Yeah. Um, uh, Lyman has a uh, new coach. He was the assistant uh, last year. Her name's Amanda Nappy. And uh, she just does a tremendous job there. And um, they're going to make another run in Class F. Yeah. Um, next year. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the tournaments. Um, you know, that's always the best time of the year. 
and um, hopefully we'll have some teams from from the ECC um, get to the finals. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we will uh, we will look forward to uh, to seeing you out on the road at some of those uh, CIC championship venues, perhaps. And uh, and we're uh, we're thrilled to have you uh, as our as maybe our new uh, Eastern Connecticut correspondent, as you said. Uh, Mark Gallard did a, a wonderful job <laughs> yeah. there at the Bulletin for for a number of years. But uh, we're we're happy to see good folks end up uh, in some good situations. So, Jimmy, we appreciate it, and uh, good luck uh, finding your way. Uh, get that Maps uh, app working for you, and uh, and we'll check in in with you again real. soon soon appreciate it thanks joel it's great talking to you thanks to jimmy uh enjoy getting on the phone with him he's a great guy uh very happy to see him now out there at the bulletin and and doing good work covering high school sports for those folks out there as well so really uh happy to have him on happy to talk with mary albel check out her work at diestat.com check out jimmy's uh, at the norwich bulletin norwichbulletin.com and, uh, and thank you very much for being with us. This has been uh, another edition of the CIAC cast. Of course, you can, uh, as we talk about, uh, check us out at Apple, Pod- Apple uh, Podcast app, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, just about anywhere where you can find a podcast. We hopefully have, uh, have found a way to have the CIAC cast available for you. So if you're doing that, we'd love if you would subscribe so you get those, uh, those um, episodes delivered to you right when we post them. And, uh, and as always, of course, follow us on Twitter at CIC Sports. Now on Instagram, look for CIC Sports there as well. Facebook.com slash CIC Sports and the website, CIACsports.com. Look at the Tournament Central page. It's going to be a busy uh, couple months now. We're, we're getting into that championship time of year. Going to be very busy. You're going to want to know when we've posted a new edition of the CIC cast. So thanks again to Mary and Jimmy for being with us. We are uh, looking forward to uh, turning the calendar to uh, to late October and then into November and really dive into that championship season. So uh, good luck to all the runners that will be heading to Wickham Park in a little over a week to kick off our championship season. We thank you so much for being with us. Hope you'll be back with us again when we return for another edition of the CIAC cast. <laughs>